Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Boston leading the Jets 3-1 with a minute three left. You got former Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer going over a play in the timeout. Golden Knights and Devils 5-5 with 2-0-1 left in the third. Curtis Lazar, the former Edmonton Oil King. Usually on this show once or twice a year. Two goals tonight, up to six on the season. Five minutes left in the second period. Florida and Nashville 1-1. Zucker has scored for the Coyotes. They lead the Penguins 1-0. Five and a half left in the first. Coming up in half an hour, Chicago at Vancouver. Sharks at Kings. The Raptors trail the Grizzlies 99-86 with six and a half minutes left in the fourth. Uh, Just another quick note here. 76ers beat the Spurs 133-123. Joel Embiid... Uh, 70 points in <laughs> 37 minutes. He, uh, I saw somebody tweeted that he had 71, but I'm looking at the box score here. It says 70. 24 out of 41 shooting. One was a three-pointer. He went one for two from three-point line. He made 21 free throws out of 23 attempts. 70 points for Joel Embiid on the 76ers tonight. Boston gets an empty netter, so 4-1 over the Jets with 54.5 seconds left in the third period. Uh, Talking a lot about Corey Perry, who will not play tomorrow. The Oilers do have a game tomorrow, don't forget. They've also won 13 games in a row. Columbus is the opponent at Rogers Place, 5.30 for the faceoff show, and the game will start at 7. Chicago on Thursday, Nashville in a matinee on Sunday. So three home games, if they win them all, they get to 16 in a row, which would tie the second longest winning streak of all time. Then it's the bye week and the all-star break. All right, 780-496-0063. We had Fred call in. Now we have somebody who wants to be called Not Fred. Well, that rules out one name, Not Fred. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Reed? (laughs) Pretty pretty good. Have you called before? I have, yes. But were you Not Fred on those nights, or do you pick a different name every night? No, I picked a different name because there's only one Fred, and only only Fred can be as positive. There's only one Fred that can be as positive as he is all the time, and so you know, I just, you have to just be not Fred. Right? That's okay. So, That's okay. Anyway. I recognize your voice, so I'm glad you're yeah. calling. Um, first of all, go Devils! You got two minutes to score a goal. Score a goal. Um, you like the Devils, or you just like Lazar on that no, team? No, I hate the Knights. Oh, you wanted to beat Vegas, of course. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, because <laughs> I was talking about Lazar. I was like, is this a Curtis Lazar fan? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I like Curtis Lazar, too. He was a, he was a good oil king. He yeah. was a good oil king, for sure. Uh, I just want to talk about Corey Perry. I think the one thing that we as fans have to uh, 
you know, realize and remember is that, you know, temper your expectations. One, he's 38 years old, and two, he's not going to score 20 goals in the next 40 games. Oh, no. He brings, something else, he brings something else to the table. And I think the biggest thing that I like about signing Corey Perry, other than his natural, uh, you know, playoff stuff, is that I would put him on a line with Holloway and McLeod. And the reason I would do that is because Corey Perry does one thing when he plays in every game that he plays, whether it's regular season, preseason, or playoffs. He brings you into the fight. Yeah. And you will not have a chance. And, I'm, you know, we, we talk about Ryan McLeod all the time about sometimes maybe being a little too soft. Um, you know, and Holloway's a young guy, and he's trying to find his way. But I'll tell you right now, you put him on a line with Corey Perry, they will have no choice but to be in the fight. You know, I, I like that theory. I, I I really don't know what they're going to do with the lines, and I hate saying that because, I mean, I'm not, uh, look, I, I think it'd be a little silly for me to say, oh, they did this today because he's not going to play till Saturday. Um, yeah. I don't think they'll mess with the top six right now, and quite frankly, I don't think he needs to go in the top six because, like you no. said, he's not going to score 20 goals. He has a little bit different role on this team. That, that's interesting how you put that. So what do they have on um, – uh, so it was Holloway was with Gagne and Brown, and then yeah. it was Ryan, uh, McLeod and Yanmark, right? Yeah. So if you put Yanmark with with Brown and Gagne, and then you put McLeod with Holloway and Perry, so you got right, Ryan you coming know. out then, because I think Gagne might come. Well, out. Yeah, well, probably Gagne would come out. You're right. Probably Gagne would come out, and he's he's kind of your swing guy, right? Um, What's interesting you know, about I just, Sorry, I, I just think that, you know, Corey Perry's going to play with lots of different players in the next 40 games, but I, I just think that his intangible of, again, bringing people into the fight may help those young guys to get ready for the playoffs because you, you don't have enough cap space to go get another three veterans. Yeah. So you got to play the young guys. So the young guys either and, – and McLeod did well, you know, last year in the playoffs. He did well, but now it's another level. We, it's not second round anymore. It's got to get to the final round. Yeah. So now you got to, you know, not just show a little fight. You got to show a lot of fight. And again, I think that's what Corey Corey Perry is going to bring to the team. I think that's it's a great signing. And again, thirty eight. So you know, some games he's not going to look. You know, he's going to look thirty eight. But yep. other games, you'll notice him. You'll notice him. You know, three times a game because he's going to be two inches from the goalie and the blue paint. Sometimes he's going to be bumping the goalie and sometimes he's going to be on top of the goalie that's just the way, the way he plays well here's here's what i like about your theory and and again i i don't know what they're going to do and knoblock didn't address obviously any line combinations today but if he's with like mcleod can skate i think holloway has the potential for some speed and power in his game and quite frankly i thought holloway had a decent game against calgary i mean he set up brown and he set up cc for good chances yeah, yeah, two guys that haven't scored in a long time. I mean, if Corey Perry's on the line and he can say, look, fellas, you guys can skate. So I'm going to be standing in the crease, right? Like you yeah. said, if you could get the puck there with your speed, I'll muck it up that maybe then if I don't bang it in, one of you guys can get in there and bang it in too. So I, I like your theory. I, I don't know if he's if Knobloch will do that to start, but, I mean, maybe that's a combination we see as well. To me, to me not Fred... Holloway's a bit of a wild card in this because I wonder, and I'll ask you this because I, I know you, you follow it very closely and you, and you have good theories from other times you've called. Yeah. If, if Holloway and, and Perry both fill their roles, does that change your mindset to get a forward at the trade deadline? 
no, because we still need a little more grit. We still need that, that right-handed centerman. We need something. And, I mean, if you could get a – you either need a, a, a gritty right-handed uh, centerman, if hopefully, or you need somebody that maybe is a cheap you know, scorer that you could put with dry saddle. You still need something. I still think you need one one more. I don't think there's enough grit. Like if you compare us compare us today with Corey Perry to Vegas last year in the second round, we still don't match their grit. Yeah. Would you look at would you look at Sean Monahan? Absolutely, I'd look at Sean Monahan. I think it'd be a lot to get him out of there. Um, you know, I mean, I think with the way that the the NHL is now, there's lots of options that if you can, and, and they're going to have to give away assets, whether it's you know a player and a first round pick, whatever it is. But you can get teams if you can get somebody on an expiring contract and get somebody to eat half their half their salary just for this year, which isn't a whole lot because it'll be yeah. the last twenty games of the year. I mean, you could, you know, it's too bad that he's he's with Calgary, but I heard, you know, this morning or today someone say, you know, Lindholm from Calgary, but I don't think we get him, but he's only 4.8. If you get Calgary to eat half his salary and give them something for him, I think there's a team out there that's going to get Lindholm for for a good price. Yeah, he's a good player. Did you hear the player whose name I threw out last week? No. He plays for Ottawa. Who do you think I'm talking about? Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux would be good. The problem is he's he's at home in Ottawa, though, right? And he has a year left after this year, and you would probably have to give them a roster player. And do you want to take anybody off the roster? That's I mean, Kulak's the name that gets put out there. I still want to see Broberg in the NHL, and I would still sooner have... I mean, if you hypothetically, and I, I like how Kulak and DeArnay have been playing, quite frankly, but then if you trade... If you trade Kulak for a forward, then who do you have after Broberg and DeHarnay? Okay, well, okay, Gleason, yeah. you know, but how of sure thing, Nima Linen, like where are you going after that? Here's another name is that what if you could get, for a defenseman, what if you could get Connor Murphy out of Chicago, who's at 4.3, Chicago with their young team, they'd eat salary, and you could probably get him for not too bad. I would like Connor Connor Murphy on this team as a defenseman. No, he's got three year or two years left after this two one. Years. But yeah, yeah. Two years. His hit, yeah, his hit's only four point four. You're right. His real money's a little higher this year. I just double checked that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him. How old is he now? Thirty one. Uh, yeah, thirty one in March. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting name too. Just a right shot, big, uh, big guy. I don't think he's overly bulky, but he's got a lot of length. So yeah. Okay, not Fred. I gotta go. But thank you for this. This was fun. Thanks, sir. Okay, 780-496-0063. We've had Fred and not Fred call in. We're running out of names. Uh, Kellen, do we have any other calls or want to go to text here? Uh, no other calls so far, but I got a ton of texts I can rattle off. Let's so do, I will do, do so a couple, then we'll break, and then we'll do more after the break. For sure. Uh, Dry99 texts in and says, why aren't we talking about having to fresh up the D and backup goalie? Our forwards are set, in my opinion. That's uh, Dry99. Well, I think we will be talking about that. And not Fred talked about a couple defensemen there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Downtown Johnny says, Reed, I don't like P.K. Subban, but I'd learn to love him if he played for us. I'll give Perry a chance to prove himself. That's from Downtown Johnny. Well, yeah, I think that's the that's the simple part. What's the old Seinfeld thing, right? You cheer for the laundry. Somebody puts on your favorite team's uniform, and you start cheering for them. Mm-hmm. This would be – I'm trying to think. I mean, Evander Kane came here 
and he'd been sort of a player disliked by Oilers fans, but not as much as Perry. Kane was more disliked for some of the off-ice distractions and just some people didn't want somebody with his history on the team. In, in terms of being hated by Oilers fans, I, you know, I, Zach Cassian was like that. Yes. But Zach Cassian wasn't... As, as good a player as, as I'm not saying that to put down Zach I think you know what I mean he wasn't as offensive a player uh, as Perry plus an irritant I mean Cassian was kind of tied up in the one incident with Gagne mm-hmm. uh, we've got an unknown text that came in and says uh, Reed this is a replay of when Ken Linsman the rat was brought in to the Oilers great move better to play with him instead of against him that, that is the second person today who I can't even remember who who was the other person that said Ken Linsman somebody I was talking to today said this reminds them of the Ken Linsman maneuver yes for those of you not old enough Ken Linsman's nickname was the rat mm-hmm. and he joined the Oilers uh, for 82-83 and then also played with them in 83-84 and helped them win the cup so what because the Islanders still won them in 83 right yes uh, and then he went to Boston and would have played against the Oilers in the Stanley Cup final mm-hmm. in 88 what was the trade for Linsman uh, he was traded, so he actually wound up with Hartford. Philadelphia traded him to Hartford, and then on the same day, Hartford traded him to Edmonton for Risto Siltonen and Brent Loney. And then a couple years later, he was traded from Edmonton to Boston for Mike Crucial Niski. So wow. there's the trade tree. Cool. <laughs> uh, Rob texts again and says, Perry might be an a-hole, but he's finally our a-hole. Go, <laughs> oil, go. That's, that's from Rob. Yes, that, that sums it up, Rob. <laughs> That's, you don't mind those guys on your team. Well, more or less the reaction we've been getting, I, I thought we'd be getting for sure. Uh, truculence, I think, is the term, right? Is that the, that's the Brian Burke term. That's the Brian Burke term. I'll All right. I, I've been going with miserable bastard, which maybe I should stop saying. I'm probably truculence. corrupting a lot of people with my language. 780-496-0063. Back uh, with some of more your texts uh, and phone calls if you got them inside Sports on Chat. <laughs> You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. This isn't the first team I've been on where, you know, fans or I've had battles with other players or, or whatever. So, you know, you, you, go, you walk into the into the dressing room, you say hi, you get it out of the way, and, and you move on. Um, you know, I'm excited to, to really get down down to work with these guys and and uh, and put the work in and, and see where this thing can go. A little bit there from Corey Perry. Did a media availability after practice today. He will play on Saturday at the earliest. Darnell Nurse on the addition of Corey Perry. Yeah, obviously he's you know, won in, in uh, every aspect of this game, so has a lot of uh, winning and, and, and high pedigree um, winning in this league, so it'll be great to be able to take off uh, some of that, that knowledge here in this room as we try to you know, get to some of those feats that already been at so um for us we we welcome into the room all right and ken holland the gm of the team was also uh, asked about uh what he did to to what he did to look into the contract termination perry experienced in chicago do i know every detail no but i have talked to kyle davidson um who obviously is a manager of that team um again i'm like i i I can't tell you exactly what we said because I told him I can't tell him tell you exactly. But but based upon my conversation with Kyle Davidson, my conversations with Bill Daly, my conversations with Corey, what Corey has done over the last two months to uh, to get help, um, 
and we've talked to some other people uh, ultimately led us to making this decision to uh, to be here today all right that is some of the comments we heard. Uh, I guess it was early this afternoon after Oilers practice. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Tanner standing by. Hello, Tanner. Hey, Reed. How's it going? Pretty good. Hey, I was at the photo day there and kind of just checking it out for my first time. It was pretty awesome. I got to see Corey Perry, and you know I'm happy to have him on. He's like you say, one of the guys you hate to play against, but love to have him on your team. And uh, I guess more or less my question is um, more towards Philip Broberg. Um, I kind of, I, I, why is why would the Oilers management still be kind of like high up on him and want to kind of see what he's got? I would be more wanting to use him as a trade piece. Um, I just kind of go back to when the article had kind of got released of him, you know, maybe wanting to uh, get out or his agent saying something he wanted to get out of town, and now he's in the minors and just playing lots of minutes and you know which is good i and i guess i just when i listen to bob a uh, bob talk like they're uh still thinking about bringing him into the system and stuff and i just feel that we've uh, already seen kind of enough sample size of broberg um that i just don't think and with where the team's at right now that he is gonna be a part of that and i would just more look at see what you can get with him I would I, I would answer your question this way, Tanner, and I think you brought up some very relevant points. But the the beginning of your question is why why does Oilers management still see him as someone they want to bring along? Ken Holland drafted him. Ken Holland drafted him in the first round. Uh, Broberg himself has experienced a few different head coaches as he's tried to make his way as an NHLer. Um, I'm glad they're finally giving him the opportunity to play a lot with the Condors. By all accounts, he had an awesome game on Saturday with three assists and played 23 minutes so now he's actually playing and getting into the groove so I think that's why they still want to take another look at him and quite frankly they probably want to take another look at him with Chris Knobloch as the head coach because Knobloch has had a pretty positive effect on most players that's what I would think now having said that Tanner I'm not going to rule out your theory that he should be a trading chip because if the Oilers are trying to win the Stanley Cup this year maybe that's what another team is going to is going to ask for so I, I think you I think you ask a very good question uh, hopefully my, my answer made sense but I, I'm going to say the same thing I said to you that I said to not Fred organizational the Oilers don't have a deep defense. Because I think once you get down to 8, 9, 10, I, I mean, again, I know uh, I'm, I'm not picking on this guy. I'm just using him as a name because we've seen him in the NHL. Like if Marcus Niemelainen all of a sudden had to play playoff games, how are you feeling? Not not too bad, not overly the greatest, but I, right. mean, I had seen that Ben Gleason in preseason. I thought he had a good preseason, he did. and I I wish I kind of would have had seen him a little bit more. I was quite excited when he got the call up, but obviously with where the team was at at that time when he got called up, they're you know winning games, but you know when they were maybe in a in a in a struggle or something, I just would have thought you know they would have. Uh, I would, I would, I would, I would be more open to giving Ben Gleason a look, to be honest with you, over Nima Linen and just some of the others. I think they are a little bit deep, but um, I just think Broberg just maybe might not be what uh, just the timing. But you know, I've always root for the players. Like I, I'm rooting for Campbell. I wish the best for him and stuff like that. Um, you know, I hope he, I hope Broberg does well. Um, maybe it's just not with Evanston, but maybe it is. I just feel we've seen enough sample size of Broberg because he's played sometimes 12, 
14 minutes. And I mean, that's Kulak. He's playing around that time. And, you know, Kulak's, you know, he's making around $3 million, And, I mean, there's been kind of, I think, around $3 million, Don't quote me. But um, there might, you know, that could be a spot for Broberg to fill in for yeah. sure, I think. Okay. Um, but I just don't think, you know, I think there's definitely different players as far as they're two different players, Kulak and Broberg. Um and I just think, like I say, given where the team is at, you know, it's. Um, I just don't think. I, I feel I would be using him as a, a trade piece. All right, Tanner, appreciate. It. No problem. Thank you. Uh, the Devils did beat the Golden Knights six-five in overtime, so the Golden Knights do get a point. Uh, Bruins beat the Jets four-one. Kellen, hit me with a couple texts here before we go. For sure. Uh, Troy Texigans asks, "Did the Oilers try to get Perry when he was younger, when he was a restricted free agent?" Yes. Well, what was the true? Uh, it was going to be Comrie, right? Yes. And then Holland tried to get him when he wound up going to Dallas. Yeah, the first time that Anaheim bought him out, I guess, back in uh, right. whenever that happened. Okay. Yeah, 18, I, I think, think we played yeah. that Holland clip, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, And uh, Big Bald Tyler texted and says, uh, Reed McTee brought up a good reasonable line when he was talking with Bob earlier today. My brain is a Brit frazzled, but I think it was Gagne Holloway Perry as a fourth line. Uh, yeah, that could happen. I, I just wonder if Gagne is going to be the odd man out here. Now, that assumes everybody is healthy. They did put Ernie on waivers for the purpose of uh, assignment. But, I mean, they could also play around with things in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greaser. Great signing. Can't wait to see what Reed had to say. That was off the top of the show at 7 o'clock. Well, there we go. You can go back and listen to us on the podcast and uh, recap what Reed had to say about it. So there we go. All right. Give me one more. We've got uh, Glenn texting in, asks, is it coincidence that the last two contracts terminated by the league are now under Oilers' contract? Yeah, isn't that something? I was thinking about that, too. Uh, I... I it, it is kind of a funny coincidence. Uh, I guess in this case, it's it's proof that if you have a good team and you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, maybe players are going to want to take a chance by coming here to get their careers going again. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for that, everybody. I, I know we couldn't fit everybody's comments in, but I appreciate it. Oilers now at 4 tomorrow. Face-off show at 5.30. Game at 7. Oilers Blue Jackets. Talk to you then.